There we go again. There we go. This is what people want to listen to. <laughs> the wind blowing in the distance. This is Rage Against the Pod, otherwise known as a Rat Pod. This is a very special podcast because every week we get into a different Rage Against the Machine song and we really break it down. We get into the nitty gritty of it. My name is That's Tyler. It? <laughs> Way out there, hundreds of miles away, is Jeff. Uh, go to iTunes, go rate, review, and subscribe to us on there if if you want to. Especially rate and review us because that's all that matters. Rage against the pod. <clears throat> Social media. Uh, Rage against the pod at Rage against the pod. Get into it. Check it out. We're the best podcast ever, or second best podcast next to Ass and I Radio. Um, <clears throat> man, my throat is going for it. But uh, you want to get right into the song? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm already like uninter- uninterested in what you're saying. So, all right, born of a broken man. Yeah. Yeah, we're doing Born of a Broken Man from Rage Against the Machine. This uh, this song is the sixth track on their third album, The Battle of Los Angeles, that was released November 2nd, 1999. Um, now, Jeff, I guess we're just getting right into it, and I keep saying that. Keep saying um, that, though. That's I keep thing, saying though. that. I, That's what you it know, is, though. Yeah, it is what know. it is. It's never going to change. <laughs> uh, what, are your, what are your first impressions on this Shall I say classic Rage Against the Machine song? Never liked this one. A long, long, long time. Never liked it. Never got into it. This is always a skippable track for me on on Battle of Los Angeles, Bola, because mm-hmm. uh, because as a as a cool kid, it was too slow. It was too boring, mm-hmm. so I skipped it. But uh, coming back on this week, damn, it's a good song. It's a banger. It is a banger. It's. It's quite the banger, quite the banger. So that was really like, were you ever into this into the song prior to this week? Like even like as a as a grown ass adult, or was it just you were so stuck in your childish ways that you just refused to go back to it? I mean, when we re listened and re rank all the albums, this song was all a whole hell of a lot better. I just never got around to listening. I just never listened to Boa that much anyway. That was always. Like the, my least favorite Rage album until we re-ranked them <laughs> a month ago. What'd you call it? Bola. Bola? Yeah, Battle of Los Angeles. Bola. Uh, Tabola. Isn't it the Battle of Los Angeles? Well, nobody, you're not going to say Tabola. It sounds stupid. Tabolo. Oh, Bola, Bola sounds so much better, yeah. yeah? Bola. Like Nola, mm. the New Orleans. <laughs> no, that's, no, no, Jeff. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Uh, my first impressions, I, I was with, I'm with you too. I, I was, I was too cool for school and, um, and just wait, it just was a skippable, skippable track. And then recent years, you know, it's, it, it's quite the banger, especially after reading what's, what it's about and what inspired it. It just, it gave it a whole new meaning and how personal it is, but it's, it's a solid, solid song. Um, I got, I got nothing bad to say about it. It's not a stinker. And um, let's just jump right into some of the music. What, what do you think? What do you think shines right now 
Or what do you think shines in this song? I mean, right from the get-go, it has that really soft, like acoustic, drawn-out intro. That alone is kind of unique and weird. And so you think that naturally Rage is going to drop it really hard and this whole song is going to be super heavy, but it's 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 not... It, it is heavy, but it's slow and very like sad and dark but not in like an angry way which is which is weird and nice to see mm-hmm. another another side of zach i i kind of view this as like a like musically it it's almost like a a very dark led zeppelin song with the big guitar riff and everything like that it reminds me a lot of zeppelin but way way darker both lyrically and musically um structurally too the song is pretty pretty basic the two verses and then in the third verse he just repeats the first verse and then what zach likes to do during the choruses and the hooks just repeat himself over and over again drive that point home baby that's his go-to thing (laughs) makes sense though it's catchy it's very catchy i love the the effect that tom uses on his guitar during the soft parts it's just like it's i can't even explain the sound it's just like a put through like a tube or something i don't even know i can't even explain it but i love that tone it sounds this tone on this song is great yeah it sounds nice because it fits so well with kind of like this poetry reading this poetry slam that zach's that zach's doing and it flows very nice it complements him very well it does and then um the uh fucking brad brad wilk yeah his uh his drumming it's it's just there on point but he used that really weird snare tone during the uh yeah it's so the verses like, it's as like well. in like two different rooms behind where they were recording or something it sounds so <laughs> yeah. far away and it hits so it hard does. and so deep but it sounds so cool in, in the context of what zach is saying during the verses like how depressing his lyrics are it just kind of shows it almost seems like this like desolation that's uh that's happening in the song so that I, I thought that was great. There's no guitar solo, which I kind of like. It doesn't need a guitar solo no. at all. I mean, the, the song stands on its own without it. So that that's great too. Um, but Timmy C, man, I don't know. He's just he's there. He's definitely there, but he doesn't really shine, which is fine. The song isn't about Timmy right. C. Right, can't win them all. No, can't win them all. But I mean, so like B Dubs, I think in the second chorus, he uh, he has these, he adds these little subtle like drum rolls that are that are super quick. They're super small, but they add like they add a lot to his heavy groove that he's going into. And I like it. Yeah, I dig it. I do too. I mean, the the parts are really the 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 choruses or the chorus hook, whatever. It is a really heavy part. It's very very heavy. It's just it kind of like just like trudges along, but it might be one of their heaviest riffs that they've ever done. If I do say so myself. In the chorus, I, I mean. In the chorus, I think this might be that might be like the heavy, one of the heavier riffs the band has ever written or Tom has ever played. It's, it's some good riffage, definitely. It's it's solid. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, that that's it's a pretty simple song musically. He, nobody really does anything too crazy. Um, so I mean, I guess we could just get into the um, the lyrics and maybe the vocal performance because he does a lot of spoken word and he doesn't normally do spoken word, but really goes for it on this one it, and like you said earlier it's almost like like poetry like a poetry reading should we talk about Especially like what in what inspired this before we get into the lyrics put some put some context in it well of course of course of course of, of course, course, course my horse yeah exactly superman, superman fly away 
I don't know any of these. Yes, you do. You're I don't know stupid. any of those. <laughs> yeah, Zach wrote this because of his father, Beto De La Rocha, and his uh, apparent mental breakdown, and Zach watching his father go through all these things when he was a young kid, and it scarred him, fucked him up pretty good. Mm-hmm. And so this is yeah. kind of the the culmination of all those feelings coming out into this pretty damn cool poetry slam. And a little bit more context thrown it in there. Beto, his father, Beto, he was, um, he was a member of, uh, of Los Four. And this is a, I guess it was, I'd, I'd never heard of them, but they were a very influential group of, uh, Chicano artists back in the seventies. And, um, and he was very, very well known and well liked back then. He helped bring, day of the the day of the dead to los angeles back in the 70s so he was very very influential in that the whole that whole world and um and then you know been in the mid 70s he had this mental breakdown divorced his wife uh you know moved into his father's house and became a recluse and just stayed in this dark empty house and only ever left to go get groceries and he would just come back and and just read the bible and reading the Bible, he took a lot of it very literally. And in his eyes, from what he was reading, he thought that he, what he was doing as an artist was wrong. So he ended up destroying all of his paintings. Him and Zach, Zach, I read an interview that Zach did, and Zach said that him and his father, they they took scissors and all and and knives and stuff and cut up all of his paintings and just destroyed everything. So all that art is lost because he had this breakdown. And he didn't really come out of it until like the mid '90s when he started to be like rec- recognized again. When and Zach started to get started, recognized, yeah, and Zach started to get recognized. Yeah, I was reading so. something too that um, Zach was talking about how when he was a kid and all this was was happening, there were certain paintings of his father's that like he loved. He loved so much, and his father made him like cut him up. Like how how terrible yeah. to a child like an 11, 12, 13 year old where you make a painting, your child loves it, it's like their favorite painting, and then you make him destroy it. Yeah, it's, it's kind of cruel, you know? It is. It's and I, I I read in that, I think it was it might have been that same interview and where his father was saying that, like, that was one of his big regrets was just, like, for, over something so trivial, like, why would he put his son, like, he completely regretted that in, that incident and wishes that it never happened. It just, it was so, such a bad decision on his part. And his his, you know, hyper-religious ways and just his breakdown was so bad that he went on a 40-day fast and he dropped for, I think it said that he dropped from like 140 pounds to 78 pounds. Oof. That's insane. 78 pounds. That's what happens you don't eat. That, it's nuts. And he, I mean, sometime during the 70s and 80s, he also was admitted to a psychiatric facility. Um, so, I mean, he was just, he really kind of went down a bad a bad you know path yeah, it was it say. was that's it's strange it's definitely strange yeah. but um, but yeah that's but where it, that's where all this comes from yeah so that, that that's kind of the backstory on that so yeah the song is dedicated is essentially about his father and you could really see it in the oh my god dude uh you could really see it in the <laughs> lyrics and everything oh i'm a gassy boy you're just like out of breath you're like struggling i don't even know what <sighs> you're doing what i just went on like a two there? hour I just went on a two-hour bike ride. I just got home, ate a burrito. <sighs> so I'm I'm catching up. I'm just trying to catch up right now. You need to work on that that, that resting heart rate retention. 
get it back. My resting heart rate's pretty good. Yeah, but it's actually. taking 30 it's minutes to get back down to it. Jeez. I've been busy. <laughs> It'll take you a day to get you back to your resting heart rate. <laughs> no, my, my resting heart rate right now, let's see, it's, uh, that's not bad. It's 78. It's not bad at all. Yeah, so there you go. Suck on that, loser. Then what are you out of breath for? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just excited. Right. I'm excited for the pod. I love okay. the pod. All right. All right, Rage against the pod. Rage on. against the pod. All right, let's get into the first verse. Uh, my like my my kind of feelings on this one. Uh, it's just it's him obviously talking about his dad, but it's kind of how it talks about how paranoid he was more than anything, and he talks about you know jesus being stripped bare and he the one of the lines is and rape the spirit he was supposed to nurture and it's just i don't know it's it's a fucked up verse yeah i, th- I think it's just it's kind of setting the stage of of what like this is the beginning of the complete breakdown like i, I really mm-hmm. like the line my fears hunt me down capturing my memories as if like he's so overtaken by whatever fear he has that it's taking over who he is as a person and all of mm-hmm. the old memories that he had of that were good are now being tainted by this fear. And so now he sees those memories as something bad. So those memories are essentially ruined. And that's that's sad, mm-hmm. too. That's scary. Yeah. And then the next line, the frontier of loss. It's just him realizing there's nothing for him anymore. It's just this complete sense of just nothing. It's sad. It's super, super sad that you can get this way. Like, you can mentally feel this way sad i don't like it mm. but i mean i don't know there, there's not the the first verse doesn't have a lot there especially after everything we already talked about right yeah i, I, I think that's pretty there? much i think the whole jesus thing i mean that's a pretty easy metaphor to make about almost anything it's it's, it's low-hanging fruit for me yeah and i think it's also a reference to him becoming hyper-religious you know because normally he doesn't he doesn't talk too much about religion except for the like parts here and there, but overall he doesn't speak too too much on that. It's too but, easy. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. It is too easy. But this I mean it makes sense in this song at least. Yeah. And it's, it's quick too. It's not, it's not yeah, a long part. Exactly. So we have the the chorus or the hook next. Um it's just born of a broken man, but not a broken man. Born of a broken man, never a broken man. And just that over and over again, like he likes to do. This is so but I like good this though. Line a lot. I love it, yeah. Like, like, like it, it can be taken so many different ways. Like, the broken man part itself. Like, Zach is saying that he's actually literally the son of a man who eventually broke down mentally. Mm-hmm. But he still doesn't consider his dad, like, actually broken beyond repair. So he's mm-hmm. born of a broken man. That's a literal. But not a broken man. Metaphorically, he can still be fixed. So that's, See, I, that's I, kind of interesting. That's how I took it. I took I took the line the or I took this part as he was born of a broken man being his father, but then the lines but not a broken man or never a broken man, I feel like he's referring to himself. Like he's not gonna fall down the same way his father did. He's gonna try everything in his power not to be not to do that. And that that's kinda how I interpreted the the chorus there. But it can be definitely taken both ways, I feel. But then I thought if it was taken my way where he's talking about he doesn't want to be like his, his father and he's hoping that he doesn't go down that path, he kind of did, right? I mean, after Rage broke up, yeah. he just, he disappeared. Like he never, he's only come out with a couple songs here and there, 
he's generally stayed out of the limelight ever since. I mean, except for some things here and there, but other than that, it's been nothing. Like he's kind of done what his father did, just not as, you know, dramatically, I guess you could say. I mean, that, that is, he really just dropped. Everything. That is true. He just, at some point, maybe he just got tired of everything and just wanted to be a nobody, I guess, or blend in with, with the world as being a nobody and not being recognized because even like now he just looks so different and normal. And I don't, I, I don't know. It's something very ordinary about him now. Yeah, there is. Like the way he holds himself, Definitely. the way he presents himself, the way he walks and talks. Like, I, like none of it is who we all know that used to be Zach. He doesn't seem as pissed off and angry anymore. And then even like putting him, putting him up next to the other three guys from the band, he he stands out from the rest of them. Like they all kind of look like rock stars. Like they look like they've they've really weathered the storm of of show business and the music industry over the last twenty years. But like you said, Zach, he hasn't. He's he looks like a normal dude. Like he doesn't belong. I feel. <laughs> no, so it's weird. weird. It's super weird. Out of all the people to to not fit in and not belong, like Zach is seemingly would be like the least person that you would think that would be happening to. Yeah. Him being the most outspoken. It's, it's interesting. It's very, very interesting, but I feel like he became what he didn't want to be in the end, you know, or maybe, I, I, I don't know. Maybe he's probably very happy. That's why he wanted to get out. Cause he was miserable. So maybe he's the opposite of what his dad was. Maybe his dad wasn't happy, but still continued to do it to the point where it broke him. Yeah. And Zach realized that he could get broken. He could, he could get broked pretty soon. So he withdrew I, um, himself. Yeah, I mean, that, that's probably what it was. I read, did you read that LA Times article from ni- 1995? Uh, maybe. About his, his father, like his father did? Did you read that one? Uh, maybe. Okay. Tyler, well, he, I don't know. What, what was in it? What was the context, Tyler? I mean, it, it was, the, the context was when they, it was like the 20th anniversary of, of the the Los Four, so they all were together except for one of the guys because he had died, and this is the first time Beto had ever like come back out into the public, and um and he was like doing he did this big article with the LA Times back then, and uh, I forgot my fuck dude my I lost my train of thought. All oh right, my God, oh my God, all right, what's going on with me? I totally lost. What was I gonna fucking? You're, say? I don't know. You're talking about Beto coming out of retirement. <sighs> Yeah, he came out of retirement. And he did an interview with the Los Four. What was left of I, Yeah, I don't remember what I was getting at. God damn it! What the fuck? He was probably I getting he at? probably said he was. I'm sorry for what I did. He did say that. He did say that, but and I know he got back into to making art and stuff like that. But I don't remember what I was gonna say. Mm-hmm. Wow, this is fun. I'm having a blast. Yeah, this is great. Ah, oh, shit. Oh, I'm sure it'll come back to me. So let, let's move on to the the second verse here. Okay, we can do that. So this is this is like this is poetry. This is straight up poetry. I love it. There's a lot of good stuff here, and this is more spoken word than the last, a little bit. But it's um, what 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 are your thoughts on this one? So so for one, right off the bat, the autumn leaves. Mm -hmm. Man, like that's, it's so cheesy. Those that kind yeah. that kind of shit like the leaves falling from the autumn tree like that stuff is just so fucking it's so cheesy, it's cheesy poetry. Because it always kind of like symbolizes like a new beginning or like a transition into something better, but here he uses it as to say that his his dad is like losing his mind, 
So he's using mm-hmm. kind of like the opposite of what a lot of people used autumn leaves for, which I thought that was cool and kind of an anti-cheesy thing to do because using a lot of like leaves falling is a very cheesy thing to do and I don't like it normally. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you on that. But that was a good line. Mm-hmm. I like the the next line too. An empty glass of himself shattered somewhere within. It's it it's him just saying, you know, he knows his his real father is is there deep down inside, but he's just he's just so consumed by the depression and everything else that it's, he's just he's a shell of what he once was now. And it, I, I like that line a lot. He's just like completely deteriorating from the inside. It, like from himself he's doing it to himself and that mm-hmm. that don't like empty glass things like reminding me of whatever glass that he was inside of him his soul has been spilled and it's just like all over the place now and you can't even, you can't put the water back in the glass it's it could be gone forever yeah and then the uh the so and then the next two lines his thoughts like a hundred moths trapped in a lampshade I like that one too because it kind of it, it I think it's him just kind of referencing a person who's so distraught and depressed and has such such crippling anxiety their mind's going a, a you know a thousand miles an hour you know it's just they they just they're all over the place and I, I like how that those two lines represent that he he did it in a very clever way I thought I thought see I think I think like the that line and then going into the, the turning the light off thing, mm-hmm. I was kind of thinking that maybe his dad's mind is is gone, and then you know, like we open a closet and then there's nothing in there. Moths usually fly out, yeah. And so maybe like you can see the lights on because you can. His eyes are open. You know, he speaks. He says words. So there is yeah. something there, but it's probably just mo- mostly moths at that point, and he's not even like the lights on, but nobody's home type of thing. Yeah, yeah, and like bleeding mean. into the next the next line later on, to where he says he's praying for someone to actually turn off the light. That's like that's like straightforward weird suicidal shit. Or yeah, that's Zach just wanting his like dad just dad just fucking die. Like that's so deep and so heavy and so gnarly. Yeah, because he sees his father in so much pain, and he's like not even a person anymore. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's sad stuff. And so the next couple lines, their wings banging and burning on through the endless, on through endless night. I mean, it's just, I, it's so, it's so good. <laughs> I can't, it's the, this whole, this whole verse just kind of leads up to essentially, like you were just saying, it just leads up to suicide. Uh, whether it be from the viewpoint of his father or from Zach saying, you just need to end it. Or just needs to end to release yourself, you know. It's just, it's a very uh, it's just so weird. It's I just don't understand. Like it's so bizarre because Zach is is almost like he's saying that he's watching his dad deteriorate. His dad knows he's deteriorating, but just doesn't do anything. Just like sits there, rots. Yeah. And so it's almost like Zach is like pleading, like like do something. You're not like I know you're broken. That's why I think the whole like hook part. That he's he's born of his dad, but his dad's not truly broken. There's still something there. Like I think Zach mm-hmm. truly believes at the time of writing this that there was somebody in there. There was somebody in there all along. Maybe it's just he needed a push. He needed help. He needed something to get him off of that because he was never truly broken. Never a broken man. Temporarily yeah. broken at best. 
I mean, and, and look at look at the the timeline of when this was written. This was written in roughly, I'd say, nineteen ninety nine, and his dad kind of like came back into the limelight, or kind of came back from everything in nineteen ninety four. I think it was or nineteen. Yeah, I think it was nineteen ninety four, and um, so I, I think this is kind of him just saying like it's kind of him just being like, oh, thank God that he was able to get through this. So I'm gonna write about this song because it's like a cathartic thing for him writing about kind of his trauma of seeing his, his father go through all this. But now that he's okay, it's, he feels comfortable, comfortable enough to write about it or talk about it in a, in a public setting like the song. Yeah, that could be, it could be like opening old wounds that yeah. maybe put on the back burner for so long. And when his dad finally came to and he was like, well, I got, I got a lot of, got a lot of bones to pick with you old man. when he wrote this song. <laughs> Cause I mean, as far as we've seen on the pod from doing this, there hasn't been anything. This is the most personal song he's, as far as I've seen, that he's written. Yeah, everything for sure. talks about how pissed off he is about everything, or from the viewpoint of somebody being oppressed. But this is the only one that actually talks about something in his life. Yeah. So it's weird to, to kind of end your your career with this band with a song like this. You know, it's weird. You know, you know, you, you know. know? <laughs> God, I'm so annoying. That's right, though. <clears throat> yeah, I guess so. Um, I don't know. That's about it for for the second verse, the best verse. I think this is one of the best things that Zach's written. But outside of Maria, this is probably the second verse is the the best thing that he's written. I that we've co- that we've come across so far. I mean, I w- I would I would agree just because of how personal it is. If it wasn't, I mean, if, if it was about somebody else or anything, then I would it would it would lose some value for me just because it is so personal. Then you do know, and Zach's not one to kind of hold back his emotions anyway. Usually he's just anger, but he's not yeah. one to kind of hold his emotions back. And so, him doing this song makes it better for me because it is about his personal life and something terrible that he's probably still dealing with. And I like that. Probably, I like that real. Father's still alive too. Authenticity. So then we get back into the uh, to the chorus. So like we said, born of a broken man, never a broken man. Um, yeah, and then uh, let's see here. There is a third verse, but like I said, it's um, it's just a repeat of the first. So I, I don't know why that I don't know why they would throw throw the same verse at the end. Is that is that like a poetry? Th- I don't know much about poetry or how it's written or how it's supposed to be written. But is that like a thing to kind of repeat yourself at the end, like? I don't, I don't know. I mean, maybe, you know? I mean, so maybe like one thing is he liked that verse and wanted to end it and kind of reiterate what's going on. Maybe we didn't catch what he was throwing out. Yeah. But uh, I th- I, th- I feel like as far as like poetry goes, I don't really know too much either, but isn't that like a refrain? Doesn't refrain go like in the beginning and at the end of a, of a song? That's what I was going to, I was, that's what I was going to say. Or, or like as a stanza, oh, fuck dude, I'm, we're so stupid when it comes to poetry I think it stands as just yeah, like a paragraph of it's just lines. a paragraph so so isn't there there a type of poetry where the first line and the the last line are the same thing and everything else is written in between right uh, and something else is written in between the the first and last line i i, I maybe i'm wrong I, maybe i'm just thinking know. maybe it's called first line the same as last line i don't know <laughs> maybe but maybe he's 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 stru- he's structuring the song in that type of poetry where the first and essentially the first verse and the third verse are the first and last line. And then the second verse would be the, the, the meat of the sandwich there. Okay. I don't know. Maybe that's what I'm thinking. 
I could be wrong. I, I'm probably completely wrong, but I mean, there's so many different like, like you, there's so many different types of poetry, and and it's such a, it, it's such a crazy, complicated thing to get into, because mm-hmm. it's not just like music and poems, but there's just even just like the way you speak, like your pacing of your speech is, you can say the same thing, but in like different ways, but they sound almost the same, but they're three completely different things. I could take a whole fucking. It's confusing. Major in that college, probably poetry. Oh, I'm stuffs. sure you could. It's very useful. Yeah. So I guess go uh-huh. do that. And then we uh, we finish the song out with the chorus. He loves to repeat himself, and he does that a lot in this song. So I mean that that's it for the lyrics. I I think it's solid. It, it's one of my, the one of my favorite things he's done lyrically uh, in this song and. God, nothing, nothing bad to say about it. Do you? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, what? No, I don't. That's um, <laughs> that's that's almost all I got to be honest for this song. Yeah, same here. Uh, so I, I looked it up. There was no demo. There was no alternate version of this of this song. I noticed too. Uh, I we haven't come across any songs from the Battle of L.A. or Bola that have any demos or anything like that or were ever really played prior to the release of the album. Like everything on this album is the first time that everything's fresh. Cause evil empire, there were songs on there that were played back in their first show. Right. It's kind of weird. This is the first time ever that they just kind of, it's all new material. Do you think that so, was on yeah, purpose no, or do you think they just ran out of old material to work with? Or do you think they consciously made a decision? Hey, let's, let's try and start over. Cause I mean, bullet does have a different sound than evil empire yeah. does and so maybe they just I've, wanted to get back down to basics and bring i it. think i think so but then i think it backfired on them because they broke up within a year or at, like a year after the song was released I mean, the pressure so of writing they, new material just it was too much and it made exactly well i mean yeah and then reading interviews that they've done I, i've read that you know they it was just one of those things where none of them could agree on what they wanted to do next and that's why they, then they were just fighting over stupid things that didn't need to be fought over, and that's why they split. Or that's essentially why Zach left, because of that. So, I, I think this, I think this album was the turning point for the band, and it sucks because they, they, they ended it. I mean, yeah, they put out Renegades, but that was after they broke up. It was good still. No, oh, I love Renegades. You hate Renegades. We're getting, in, we're getting into that in the next episode. Well, you said Renegades is garbage, but that's fine. I never said that. That's fine. Keep believing that. Keep believing that. Uh, there was no music video. No, it wasn't a single or anything like that. Uh, they have. They did play this song live only a handful of times. It wasn't. It wasn't like a mainstay on their set list. But also, like I said, they they broke up within like after a year after the song came out. So there was there weren't a lot. There haven't been a lot of opportunities for them to play it. But it is out there. It was on their live record, "The Battle of Mexico City," um, and it's a it's a solid. It's a solid, solid version of the song. They've never put out a live version of any other music, as far as I've heard. Mm-hmm. But um, "Prophets of Rage," uh, both versions the the shitty uh, "Be Real" and uh, Chuck, D. "Chuck D" version. They never they never covered it. Uh, Audio Slave never covered it. So I got nothing for you there. There's no way that that "Prophets of Rage" would dare play this song. I just there's just no way. <laughs> It'd be so disrespectful. It would. If they it would did. be terrible. <laughs> it's terrible. like it's like Matt Skiba 
playing most of Tom DeLonge's song. Yeah, no, 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 yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no, no, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I speaking of that of Tom real quick because oh we gotta talk about Tom. Um, I I watched a, he did an Instagram live like an interview today. I was watching it and they he asked the guy asked him say blink everywhere to get into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Would you be a part of it? And he's like, yeah, absolutely, I would be. And he said along the lines like, I would hope everybody who's been a part of the band would be there to commemorate Blink getting in there, meaning Matt and Scott. And then he followed up asking about Matt if he likes Matt he's like yeah I've known Matt for 20 years and just he's a great guy he's one of the nicest guys I've ever met and they're doing great things he's doing great things in Blink and then after right after that he's he pretty much said yeah I'm coming back to Blink I'm just not I'm I'm just not exactly sure when but I'm I'm coming back (laughs) oh man that's fantastic that's what this coronavirus quarantine needs is a true Blink reunion Oh God! Can you imagine how amazing that? And would then they be? could just do like one of those Feldy Goldfinger video things. They could start re-recording like some of their newer songs with Tom in them. <laughs> they could re-record all of California in nine, especially nine. Well, especially California, but that would be really cool. Man, what a, what a dream that would be! Fuck, that'd be great. <laughs> all right. Well, anyway, <laughs> get all giggly just thinking a, about it. <laughs> I I just get so excited over thinking, thinking about these stupid ass things, but this is not a Blink One Eighty Two podcast, which I wish we would have. I wish we could do that, but apparently Blink One Fifty Five is far superior, right, Jeff? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> far superior, superior. Oh God. Okay, so I we I got some we got some covers here. Uh, the first one is uh, is from Saul Williams. It's not a direct cover. It's uh, he he sampled he sampled the song, uh, pretty much just the guitar riff. But I thought it was it was cool. It was interesting, and I've heard of Saul Williams, but I've never heard his music. Have you? No. Uh, so here's a here's a bit of that for you for your listening pleasure. I'm the American born of beats and blood, the concert of the sun unplugged. I'm the I'm the American born of beats and blood, the concert of the sun unplugged. Say can you, 20,000 Negro leagues beneath the Sea foam clouds laced with ink that stains when rains Makes books of trees at once upon a dawn's early light Born bitch of night, children of night May queens take kings hereafter Thereafter the pricklings and demands And our decisions be timely on me I'm the American born of beats and blood The concert of the sun unplugged I'm the, I'm the American born of beats and blood The concert of the sun How do you like that one? Yeah, whatever. That's rapping's pretty pretty decent. Yeah, it was whatever. Not interested. Not interested. You're hard to please sometimes. That's what it is. That's what it comes down to. So, what what I got next? I got some some white some white kids in a garage uh, playing the song not very well, kind of fast. What? I watched this video. Like I watched this one, and then I texted you. There's a lot of bad covers on YouTube. How did you how do you know which one I'm talking about? It's all these kids playing in the garage. One of the kids has like a, a guitar in the intro, he really fucks it up, he can't really do it. They play it too fast and they're all wearing these like really cool like water polo short shorts. <laughs> I can't believe you saw the same one I, I know did. know exactly what you're talking about. 
Oh my God! What, okay, here we go. Yeah, here's uh, their the, the, their band is called Manias. how you pronounce it yeah they're all kind of off time oh, it was but terrible. they're having a good time yeah but it was they were having, they were having a blast and they're covering a, a deep cut rage song which i appreciate and they're kids yeah posted, like, i didn't notice the ago. water polo shorts did not notice the water polo shorts yeah, but dude, that's they're like super short shorts they're cool kids <laughs> they're like they're like they're like hardcore kids they probably wear yeah. hoodies and short shorts to, when they go to shows <laughs> Bane sweatshirt. You notice the the singer is singing through a little PV amp, like just like yours. Yeah, yeah, I saw that too. <laughs> it's like so fucking distorted and fucked up sounding. There was there was this other video I watched too of a of like a Rage cover band that was mm-hmm. playing at the Santa Fe Springs Swap Meet over in Santa Fe Springs, California. <laughs> okay, but um, oh my god, like every person, person, every person in the band was like mimicking who they're playing in Rage. Oh, God, it's so annoying. So the guitarist was wearing like that Tom Rello, you know, cool guy jacket that he wears, that like yeah. stupid army thing or whatever it is. Kind of that flat top hat thing that he also wears, you know what I mean? Yeah. I and then exactly the singer, I don't know if they were real, but he had like dreads and he wore like a black t-shirt and he sounded just like Zach and the whole band sounded just like him and it was really embarrassing. <laughs> I hate when bands do that's, that. That's so bad. That's but so all the bands, all the bands that play at the Santa Fe Swap Meet, the fans of the Santa Fe Spring Swap Meet, they're all like these cover bands that that they all dress like the band that they're playing as. Like there's a Metallica cover band called Damage Incorporated. I think that's what they're called, and the, every member looks like the different members of Metallica uh. in the '80s. So they all have like the long hair, and it's just and they play the exact same like. Uh, drums, guitars, everything that the band members play. And then the other one is Atomic Punks, the Van Halen cover band. Yeah. They're the same exact way. They they dress and look like uh like Van Halen. I just don't like any of those type of cover bands. I don't either. Just, I don't It's stupid. Yeah, I I, I don't get it. I really What's a Led Zeppelin? It. It's like Led Zeppelin or something, Zeppelin. Yeah, Led Zeppelin. They do that too. Ugh. They dress just like Led Zeppelin. Like Greta Van Fleet is not Led Zeppelin cover band. <laughs> they are, yeah. They are. Got him. <laughs> All right. This next one I got is from uh, this guy named Oniji. Oniji. Uh, it only has 124 views. It's uploaded four months ago uh, by somebody named Sakai Corp. And um, yeah, it's it's his version of uh, Born of a Broken Man. So here it is. Yeah. 
So I bet you love this because it sounds like post. Fuck out of here. <laughs> you like it, huh? No, it's terrible. That was awful. That oh was please, stupid. come on, come on. You love Posty, and this is this is Posty one on one right here. I mean, that's that's coming from somebody who clearly has not listened to any more than one song by Post Malone. But that's fine. I have. That's fine. <laughs> but no, this is terrible. This is awful. Why? It's stupid. First of all, the, the meaning is, is is lost in translation, one hundred percent. And his verse into his chorus are like two completely different bands, two almost different styles that are mashed into one to sound even shittier. Mm, yeah. yeah. He's not good at the mumble rap thing. He's not. He's not good at being like Los Migos. He's he's just not good at it. And the chorus was like almost like I don't know. It was weird. I don't like it though. Ew. I thought the chorus was the best part. No, because you're an idiot. Though. That's why you think everything. <laughs> duh, Tyler. Duh, duh. All right. Well, the next one I got here is um, I just sent you the link because you kind of have to see it to 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 see kind of the awkwardness and weirdness of it. It's uh, it's these guys at like a like a Christmas party, and they're wearing they're wearing like Santa hats and Santa beards, and they're just kind of like jamming to the song and. There's like there's people watching, but nobody looks like they're into it, and they look like they're middle-aged dudes. It's it's it makes me a little bit uncomfortable to watch. But yeah, it was uploaded by uh, Vit VLKV uh, six years ago. 110 views. It's weird, right? It's really kind of weird. I just I I like context, guys. Context, man. There's a time and a place. It's like an office Christmas party too. It's not. It's. It's so weird. I just don't get it. Like, <laughs> it's it's uncomfortable to watch. I don't like it. But yeah, that's. No, no, no. People that play Whatever. like, kind of like a like a more personal song like this, in a setting where the meaning is lost entirely because of the setting, like that mm-hmm. kind of that kind of stupidity reminds me of, uh, the Billy Joel cover band from Step Brothers, but like strictly the 1980s Billy Joel, <laughs> and so like. They only know that, and that's it. Because they're fucking because you're so stupid. Like that's what this is. It's just so <laughs> stupid. Read the room, bro. <laughs> Idiots. <laughs> it, I got two more for you. So this one you want acoustic. Uh, uh, yeah, it is acoustic. Actually, it is. Yeah. Uh, this is from. This is uploaded by Julian Figgy Delon. Delong. Uh, one year ago. No, not Delong. Delon. Delon J. D E L A N. This is a. Uh, some assembly required it's the name of the band and it was from 2018 and it's just like a family band and they're playing at a pete's coffee shop oh i saw that one too like the whole fucking <laughs> family's there this is little so girls, weird the little girl sings the chorus yeah like autumn leaves his sense fell from an empty glass of himself Place for everything, and this is not it. 
this is one of those times where I would have, I would have, um, I would expected some like adult to, to walk up, unplug her mic, and then go sit back down. <laughs> and it's like it, it feels like something where the the dad who's playing the guitar in the back, it was like all of his, all of his ideas. Oh, like nobody really wanted to do this song. Nobody looks like they're having fun. And when they, I, yeah. I think like one of the kids is the drummer, and like all he's doing is just tapping like a like a tambourine or something. Yeah, and he can't even keep in time. <laughs> and born of a broken man. That was terrible. Yeah, I don't. At a Pete's coffee shop. Shame on you, boys and girls. Some assembly required. That's who shame they are. on them. Now the last one I have here, it's a, it's a slowed down version of the song, and uh, it was it was uploaded on SoundCloud by Ing- Ingrist, Ing- Ingrist, Ingrist. I don't know. But uh, I, I think you might like it. it it's a, it's a nice kind of slower, sludgy sounding uh, version of it. So here it is from SoundCloud. this one they've all been duds yeah but you I mean you can't win them all you know nah, I, I guess not and i've lost every single one this time yeah lost every single one this time around there was one guy that i saw that did an acoustic cover of it but it was only an instrumental there's no vocals on youtube yeah i don't know if i i don't think i saw that one i don't know maybe i did I, I, who knows all right so what are your final thoughts on uh, I'm Born of a Broken Man by Rage Against the Machine. No, oh my God, hold on a second. Sloan, what are you talking about? Are you going to eat the steak? Just make the steak for yourself. Well, I'm making a baked potato for you too. I don't want anything to eat. Don't make any food for me. Just make food for yourself. I just want to taste a piece of your steak. Okay, right. Like the fourth, fifth time I've told him. <laughs> Idiot. I was going to say you got really mad at him. Because it's fucking like, this is like legit the fourth time I've told him in the past hour and a half. He's asked me three times, do you want a baked potato? No. No. And then again, he's like, oh, I'll put a baked potato in there for me. I don't, I, what the fuck? I don't want one, dude. God, you're stupid. Oh, that's fantastic. So Sloan's the dumb. <laughs> are you being, are you being driven crazy with everyone home still? No, I mean. I go hours not seeing anybody. Oh, okay. Now it's hot enough. I go swimming all the time, so it's, well, whatever. Whatever. Can you imagine living in the condo? There's just no. There's no way. But that would 
that would drive anybody insane. It's too small and there's too many people and dogs like this. There's just no way. <laughs> I remember Ryan said once that the condo was like just constant noise. There's never a quiet moment at the condo. That's why I always stayed up so fucking late playing video games after everybody went to bed. Because <laughs> the only time I can, like, there's quiet. <laughs> it's always so, there was always something happening there. Yeah. Great. <clears throat> All right. So, what are your final thoughts on this song, uh, "Born of a Broken Man"? Uh, I'm just, I'm, I'm very, I'm very surprised at how, how good this is, at how deep this was, and uh, just how, how vulnerable Zach allowed himself to be. And it was, it was nice. And above all else, like, it was just a good song. It was, it was, it was well written. The music was good. It was it, structurally, it was fine. It was just a good song. It was a good song. Good song. Great lyrics. Good song. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, I'm, I'm with you 100. percent The lyrics were great. I love him being so vulnerable. It was a nice change from everything we've heard uh, so far. Lyrically, musically, though, it it does. It's not the best from them, but that's not the point of the song. The point of the the song is Zach's Zach's lyrics on here. So, um, yeah, I think it's a fantastic song, and that leads us to our MVP. Who's our MVP for the song? I mean, it's got to be Zach. There's, there's, it's no brainer. Yeah. No brainer. It's a huge blowout. It's a blowout. It was a skunk. Zach is the MVP. What? It was a skunk. You, you, everybody else got skunk. They all got zero votes. Zach won by 100% margins. <laughs> that's true. Damn, that is true. Well, that's it for Rage Against the Pod. Got anything else to say? We all good. We all good. We all good. So go to iTunes, go rate, review, and subscribe to us on there. Follow us on social media at uh, Rage Against the Pod. Uh, thank you all for listening. Check out Keep Listening. Tell all your friends about this great check podcast. Check out Keep Listening. <laughs> yeah, check out Keep Listening. Just go do it. I'm empty